What is up, team? Welcome back to the show. Today, I am sharing an interview that I did on my friend Joe Paul's um, podcast, the True North Nutrition Podcast. Now, Joe, uh, Joe Mike Paul, the man with three first names, a good friend of mine, um, he is part of the same mentorship circle as me, and it was super cool to hop on his show and really chat back and forth a bit. It's really been cool to get to know Joe over the last couple months. Um, during what last week we were in Seattle together and straight up, I think we spent like an hour breaking down all the intricacies me and Joe and Chaz just spent so long breaking down all the intricacies of coaching the Bulgarian split squat and all the different ways we would cue and coach it and different coaching cues that we found effective. And, uh, it's been so cool to connect with all these dudes. I can't recommend enough that you check out Joe's podcast. Again, the true North nutrition podcast. I will link that up in the show notes as well as his Instagram his website. Um, This episode was such a good dive into one, what you need to do to be successful, or if you're someone that's coaching in the realm of training and nutrition, I should say, basically some metrics you need to track. But really, we took a unexpected turn into more of the quote-unquote motivational realm of things. So from a mindset perspective as well, I have no doubt that you'll find this super helpful. All right, without any further ado, let's get into it. All right, so we are out here in the mountains of Scottsdale, and I'm with Jeremiah Bear, my my friend and um, I'll, I'll say like teammate. Like you know, we're out here on the uh, same mentorship team with Cody, and um, obviously us both being down here in the Southwest. So a little bit about Jeremiah, because I like to just um, introduce my guests a little bit here. So. I brought Jeremiah on the show because I thought it was super interesting. We're both kind of from that Midwest area. Um, we both decided to come down to Arizona. Some similar reasons, some different, but we definitely uh, agreed on enjoying the heat a little bit. But um, I've gotten to know Jeremiah a little bit more virtually. Obviously, <laughs> anyone that you're meeting in the last three to nine months is probably someone you meet virtually. But having the pleasure of meeting him here in person and he's been an excellent host so far (laughs) allowing me to use his garage gym we got a nice little pull session in before this but um he is more jacked even than i anticipated which was you know the weight of my heart (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's yeah one of the first things i noticed so um jeremiah i'll pass it over to you why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit tell us a little bit about i was actually gonna say man i'm upset that i'm no longer the most jacked or the dude with the best hair in the mentorship so <laughs> it means the world to me but i guess we shouldn't just flirt with each other all day here um no so yeah i'm jeremiah bear um i own uh, online coaching business i am originally from nebraska but yeah moved here to scottsdale about 15 months ago man good good and um yeah so what what is, what is Scottsdale? So I always like to know a little bit more about like you personally because we're going to dive in. We always touch on good training stuff. Like Absolutely. It's going to happen. But like you personally, like what's been – because we talked about some of the changes. What's been something that like helped like that you've noticed changing about moving down here from the Midwest? For sure, man. So, I mean, uh, the reasons I wanted to move down here are multifaceted. First and foremost, I just hate being cold so much. <laughs> like, uh my last winter in Nebraska, I was just like, I can't do, I can't do another winter here. Um, All right, did you have like a moment, was there like a moment where you're like scraping ice off your car, or like shoveling, or? <laughs> Actually, my car battery kept dying, <laughs> and I'm, like anything related to like cars, 
insurance, any shit like that. I just hate dealing with it. <laughs> I, as you can probably relate. But so I just like kept putting it off, and like I kept having to jumpstart my car and be dead. And there's like so many, and you get at me from Wisconsin. Like there's so many days where it's like, oh it's zero again, or like, <laughs> yeah. oh it's negative four again this morning. I'm just like I, I, I can't do it anymore. So that was one of the biggest things for me. Um, past that, I wanted to be able to connect with a lot more people who, more like-minded people, and honestly, I don't think that that's necessarily something like, I mean, you were from Wisconsin until six months ago, and like, no one, in our, as of now, like, you're the first person in our mentorship group, for example, that I'm even relatively, like, close to in proximity, so I don't think that's by any means, like, an area thing, but for me, I feel like almost, <laughs> there's kind of like, you hear people, like, talking about, like, moving to reinvent themselves I don't think that for me that was so much the thing but I did just like have this weird sense that like with who I wanted to become with both like my coaching company and me personally for some reason I felt like I just like had to move and I can't fully explain why there was like such a strong like this is the thing I have to do but I felt like more or less like okay if I don't do this I'm just gonna like be stuck like for the next 10 years, I'm going to every Friday, Saturday, I'm going to go out, I'm going to get like drunk at the same bars and like, that's going to be my life. And like, that's not what I want, but I feel like I'm having like, now again, like I was around some amazing people in Nebraska too. And I don't ever want this to be like, I don't at all want this to sound like I'm like taking shots at Nebraska. Cause again, like most of my favorite people in the world are there. But like for me personally, I just felt like to continue to grow and get closer to the person that I wanted to be. I just like had to be somewhere else. Does that make sense? Totally, man. I, I think it's super powerful to hear that too. And just that because you can always, if there's anything we've probably learned even more about like how virtual things have gotten is just like how strong you can keep relationships without Absolutely. having to physically be there. And if you can take advantage of a physical environment for yourself, why not take that edge? And, um, that's part of why I moved down here too, which this isn't my story, but I just think that that's a really cool like thing that we share too. Really? Um, just like on that mindset of being able to sort of that like reinvented like, mindset. But what I want to ask you is how do you feel that that carries over then when you're working with someone? Because obviously that's, that's a big thing, right? And it's not going to be the same for every person moving across the country. So are there any instances or like things that you see in common across your clients where that you know, your mindset and doing that helps? Absolutely, man. I think it's all, I think for most everyone, one of the most important things to do, got a little dog pack going back here. <laughs> Something, and especially straight up the mentorship has helped me a ton with this because we're always talking about like our 90 day targets or even like our bigger targets. Like I wish you would have been there in Scottsdale dude, or in Seattle because that was super powerful as well. Like mapping out five years from now, what does that look like for you? And then more importantly, who is the person you have to be to achieve this, right? And then taking that across body and balance business. So one of the things that I'm talking about constantly with my clients as well, well, it's very similar to that is like, okay, if now grant, like the reasons people don't follow through with things are very multifaceted as well. I feel like I've said that word a lot on this podcast already. <laughs> um, I feel like I've said that a lot today, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've said that like five times, but regardless, um, is like this idea of I think for most people like if you're not if you don't feel that your goals are like pulling you forward then you probably haven't done a good enough job like getting super clear on again like just paying this vision for yourself of and especially lately like since coming back from Seattle 
Because straight up, that's something I'm very fired up about. That's something I've been talking to my clients about a ton. Is like, all right, three months down the road from now, a year down the road from now, if you like, you crush again, like body, me, and balance business. And I do set like the ninety day outcomes with my clients a lot as well. But who could you be if you absolutely like? The gap between the person that you are right now and the person that you like want to be, because we all have, I feel like we all sense that, right? There's like, okay, I'm not quite, like, we're always chasing more, like, love, love version of ourselves essentially. Um, and that's something I'm always pushing clients to do, like, paint that picture super clearly in your head, like, describe it to me in vivid detail. Like, who could you be if, like, for the next 90 days, you crush it? And it doesn't have to be all these other areas of your life just your training your nutrition if you absolutely crush this for the next 90 days if you like followed through with these commitments that you made yourself what would that version of you be like imagine how much more confident you'd be straight up imagine like how much more jacked you would be or how much leaner you would be like you finally have abs after telling yourself for the last like 10 years that you'll get abs i've never achieved that imagine how that would feel imagine how that confidence would carry over every other area of your life and again i think that for like many people like I had a client the other day also that like sent me her 90 day outcomes and I was straight up like yeah it seems like you have asked these like I want you to take more time to think about this because you didn't put enough time into this to actually have it be something powerful enough to propel you forward so this isn't gonna do shit for you so on a similar note I think that like actually putting a lot of time and thought into that and truly taking the time to like paint a very clear picture for yourself is important but on a similar note in a long-winded way, taking it back to your answer or your question, I think that's one of the most powerful things we can give to anybody, right? Because essentially coaching is about helping people unlock their potential. I, I know, I'm guess I think for most coaches, it's like, I'm guessing this is the case for you um, as well, is it's not just like training and nutrition is a thing, right? It's like how yeah. the impact you can actually have on people's lives. And it's never actually because like my biceps are huge now, so I'm so yeah. happy, right? Um, it's, this carries over to, like, people just see so much more of their potential, and it unlocks so much more of their potential, but I think helping people get clear on that is, like, one of the most powerful lessons you can take from, kind of, like, why I moved as well. Okay, cool, yeah, and I like that, too, because I think, I mean, I have the tendency to go, go in deep on a lot of stuff, which, I laugh, because, you know, we've been talking about this since before recording, but it's, that depth is important because it brings that sense of reality to it, I think. Absolutely, man. And so when you are when you get this, right, because a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people won't recognize the importance of that depth. So what what helps you, what have you seen help other people so that they know, they understand that importance of the depth, right? Because like you said, like some people half-ass it. So like what was your response to that client? I mean, straight up, just think about how many times you've set goals before. And how many times you haven't achieved those for most people, right? Yeah. Because I mean, so I know I've done it many times in the past. Even like I can think through my 90 day outcomes. I can tell you like our current round of 90 day outcomes, this and the very first one that I set when I was also with a group in Seattle, like the very first time I met anybody from the mentorship um, in like February 2019, this round that I'm currently in. And that first round were by far the ones I was like the most focused on, the most dedicated to, and like the ones I've straight up just crushed. Because those we actually were both like a two day process of us just mapping out everything we talked about super clearly. Whereas like even for me, so I also anytime I'm talking about stuff like this, like 
I don't ever want people to think I'm like a life coach. That, <laughs> that's my one like hesitancy always with talking about things like this. Like still very much just stuff I'm working through right now, stuff that gives me fire to talk about. But like if you don't do that, I know even for me like setting the 90 day outcomes on my own and just like, okay, I'm talking to Cody on Friday, so I have to make sure I have these. So like 30 minutes before the call, I'm gonna come up with like what my 90 day outcomes are. And it's like a week later, I can't hardly remember what half of them are, right? Right. Yeah. So truly, again, like, if it's not, it just has to be something that's exciting because then you can, that you like truly care about because then it will literally like pull you forward. But if it's not something that's truly meaningful to you or you haven't connected why it's meaningful to you yet, you're just going to forget about it and it'll be like every other goal you set but didn't achieve. You keep saying something that I have to like, that I notice and I actually like, it's kind of a shift in my perception too is um, it pulling you forward because a lot of times you like... <laughs> we got some got some dogs out here on the path we uh we decided to take the uh, scenic location for today's podcast and we were anticipating a little background noise um but this uh idea like this motion of like pulling you forward versus mm-hmm. pushing you forward because i think that um i think it's powerful in seeing like when i think of that i think of like something that you're like attracted to like mech like magnetized like pulling towards right. and it's something that you don't have yet because if it's something that's pushing you forward like to me i think of like you know the person that's like oh yeah um back in high school when i did this like football player soccer right. player whatever it is that's that that's like my vision of that like pushing you forward and it's just not as powerful as something that you know you can reach out for and be pulled forward in no i agree man i think it's almost even like someone hires a coach to push them forward for example i think like us as coach or you can look at your job as a coach it's either to push people forward or like pull them forward i don't know if this makes sense because i'm just making this up as we're talking (laughs) but like i think on one end it's like okay i'm that coach that every day i text my clients hey did you do your shit today or not and your cousin's like if you don't do this shit you're gonna get fat <laughs> of course, like we don't actually speak to our clients like that, right? Yeah. But there's that's one approach. Or there's the coach that is like teaching their clients to like empowering their clients to like with education. We're teaching them how to make their own decisions. And then we're helping them get clear on like why this really matters to them. So we don't have to every single day like for them to follow through with the th- the goals they've set we don't have to every day like now of course like talking to your clients a lot is a good idea and i'm not at all saying that <laughs> but they don't need us to every day be like yo did you do a shit like you know what's gonna happen if you don't do this yeah right yeah like they are pulled forward by that because we've helped them identify that so yeah just my thoughts on that more or less no no i like that because um it's it's easy to it's easy to fall into that too. I think honestly that goes back to what you were saying before about like having your, having your 90 day goals ready in 30 minutes. It's like, okay, yeah. Like you're going to keep going back to it day to day. It's probably gonna be different each day too, versus having like one 90 day outcome, maybe in different categories, but like Mm -hmm. one specific outcome where you're just like, literally that's your goal every single day. Right. It's just to hack away one, one more, you know, bit at that goal. And I think that that's been, I mean, that's, that's a huge shift and that's like what I've noticed in clients that really, really take their results and and sustain them and carry them, which is like the way that my business has changed too in terms of coaching is just really opening that up and focusing on that empowerment and the long-term vision and applying it to each day. But 
in a way that's not like you have to take that in that approach without it being so threatening absolutely right and so like um you know it's funny you were talking about like not that you're not a life coach right and i say the same thing and i think that probably in the last like nine months right since this whole covid thing started that mindset has become even more of a factor um, or at least it's been exposed more do you think the same thing or i think that covid has been very interesting man because it want from one perspective it's been very cool to see how much it's forced my clients to grow like i have truly seen all my clients become so much more resilient to like whatever happens with life i feel like on the other end like and i can't i don't want to like speak to people's lives also but i know like you in like generalities what we see in social media is a lot of people seem to be like going into tailspins right of like this sucks my life is falling apart essentially which it does suck but right i think that but then again like i'm also seeing like a lot of people that are like like, a lot of clients that have hopped on board with us lately have been, yo, like, first round of COVID, I did, like, my life just fell apart. I was depressed. Like, my life was chaos. But another wave is coming, and I'm not going to let that shit happen anymore. Like, I want to take back control of my life. So I think that you're right. I think it's made people even more aware of, like, how important the mindset side of this is, right? And, like, right. no matter what you can always somewhat create your conditions, right? Well, like, everything outside of us, and that's, I think, more or less when I'm talking about, like, clients getting more resilient. I know that's something we've talked about over and over and over again. Like, granted, things in the world are happening that we can't control, but we can either be a victim to that or you can still choose to, like, no matter what's going on outside of you, you can choose to wake up every day, like, especially during, like, a pandemic. You can choose to wake up every day. You can scroll through social media and see everybody like talking about covid and how the world's falling apart then you can hop in the news and like lay in bed on your phone for 30 minutes or you can like wake up you can go journal you can go work on personal development you can learn and that's like again like no matter what you have so much control like just like that first like 60 minutes of your day you have so much power there to like shape how your day your week how everything goes dude and that's the same with, like, that you can still train at home. You have more time than ever to control your nutrition. I think, and again, like, I kind of get off topic here. But truly, <laughs> yeah. I think that for sure, like, it is, I think it has exposed again how important the mindset side of things is. And I know that I've talked to my clients about it a ton more than normal. And also just making people realize that, like, you're not alone in this either. It's not like, hey, I'm, like... Kobe King and I have to figure it out. So what you need to do. Yeah. So yeah, that shit is hard, but very much, no matter what, we're still responsible for like creating what we want. Or if we let our lives fall apart, we're responsible for that too. Yeah, and I think that even like this whole conversation reminds me even where we started, which was like moving and like that's I think that's the extreme of controlling what you can control where um, you know, one of the conversations we had earlier was like waking up and feeling like shit because you don't know what the weather is going to be like that day. And it's like, all right, well, you can literally grab control and say, like, it's not this easy. And I won't like put words in your mouth, but for me, it wasn't as simple as I don't like cold weather. I'll just move. Right. Like, 
but right. it was it was like an exhibition of really like the extreme of controlling what you can control can you move across the country yes can you Absolutely. do it during a pandemic <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, is it advised i don't know maybe not <laughs> um but no man i think honestly the conversation even just is like kind of indicative of the way things are going just in terms of coaching because here i wanted to bring you on and i think we should hop into it a, a little bit at least in terms of because i wanted to ask you about recomp and i think that um, that's a really valuable topic that you bring a lot of expertise to, but just how important the whole mindset thing has been and, and like come into the picture. Um, but I mean, like even just this conversation, it's just like it started with mindset and it's carried so long because it's clearly a very powerful thing. Absolutely, man. But going into like switching gears a little bit into that recomp, something that you had said before we actually hit record was just like, really getting like your clients to understand what sort of basically like buy-ins or prerequisites need to happen before any results. So what does that look like for you? And like, how do you, how do you get, get them to see that? So as far as like what process, can you explain that a little more? Yeah. So when you, you have mentioned basically like just getting them like in the right direction before we start doing anything like any cuts, any any builds, anything like that, like getting your clients set up in a way that consistency is not in question. Ah, uh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so most everyone we bring on, when they start coaching with us, we will, I mean, first and foremost, I think when you're working with anyone, like one of the biggest things we focus on is expectations right out of the gate. Before we let anyone work with us, expectations are huge. So like on the initial strategy call, we'll talk through like, this is what working with us looks like. We're a very high touch point service. We require you to track a lot of data. Here's all the things that we have to have from you in order to get the outcomes that you want. Are you willing to do this? Because the reality is like, we could take your money, but <laughs> you're not getting the outcomes you want if you don't follow through with this. So can you do this? Yes or no? Are you 100% sure? Okay, cool. And then from there, also making people understand that like it's not a quick fix. Now. I'm not by no means like there's the thought process like every the only sustainable results are slow results which isn't in my opinion isn't all the case and I think sometimes it actually hurts like but we don't have to eat it that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different rabbit hole but the point is like yeah we could give you a chicken and broccoli meal plan right now and three months down the road from now you could be fucking shredded and we could have a great progress picture from you but six months down the road from now when you don't work with us anymore you would have probably lost your results because you got sick of chicken and broccoli. So again, we require you to communicate a lot with us and we're actually gonna educate you on how to keep this long-term. But I don't want you to get it twisted. Like that's gonna require more work from you. But again, long-term we're setting you up for success. So I think like right out of the gate, as far as expectations go, that's a huge piece of it. And that's, the reality is, for as far as client results go, I think that's one of the truly like one of the biggest pieces because that does create a lot of buy-in and then also more people are like hey you might not be a good fit but we're okay with that too but past that point then we'll typically take people through like kind of a primer phase to where we actually make sure which is typically the first one of the two weeks of coaching we're just kind of educating you on like 
and here we straight up will like have people send us their food diaries every day we'll work through it we'll teach them like all these different things within like tracking accurately choosing food to keep you more satiated etc um in that space we'll work through like form videos things like that just to make sure that everything is on point and then that's i feel like after that first and really this process typically doesn't take long i would say after the first week we really touch through like and really we go into a ton here and again straight up even from like a coaching perspective it does like make it a lot harder for us to bring on more clients but for me and for andrew my assistant coach um it's so much one from like a client result perspective that intense time where we're like completely re-educating people around like okay this movement that you've been doing like this for two years here's actually like what we want that to look like here's like your consistency here's how we create terminal consistency within your movement to make sure we can actually measure progress week to week Here's how you gauge RIR. Um, and that's like more like us breaking down form videos, etc. And then we have people record a ton of stuff and send it over. Or like digging through their MyFitnessPal diaries every day and we'll like do screen recordings of like, all right, so if we tweak this a little bit, then you can get more fullness here if you like added some more fiber here. Or like here, like you're slightly over your calories, but if we swap this for a leader protein source. So again, we can kind of educate people on like, here's how you get the maximum fullness out of here's how you get more full off the same amount or less food. And then like similarly, like with like weekends, things like that. Here's how I'm kind of, I'm way off the topic. Or recall, but like <laughs> it, this even gives us the chance for the first couple weeks to like, and no matter what, if a client's like, and we'll talk through clients weekends almost always regardless, but this really like allows us to give a couple weeks of like, okay, so you're going out this weekend. Like here's like our strategies to make that work. And like kind of going back and forth to figuring out, to making sure it's also something that they feel they can sustain. So then those first couple weeks, and almost this is more like coaching conversation than anything, but it really straight up too, it forces our clients to talk to us every day for two weeks, which I think right. is a powerful thing too, man. Because then we've established such a, good, such a good connection with them. And the reality is, like they've been sending us their food diaries every diet plan out for the next day. So we know they've been absolutely on point with their nutrition and their training. So they've gotten good results by that point already. Even though it is technically a primer phase, most people have already seen like solid changes. So by then, you have so much buy-in going into the rest of the program because one, they really know, trust you. Hopefully they like us as well. <laughs> um, wouldn't blame if they didn't though. And then past that point, I think you've just educated them so much already that the rest of the coaching process is much easier from like both ends because it never is like, okay, three months down the road from now, we've been spinning your wheels and then we figure out that you actually just this whole time didn't know how to log things accurately in my fitness pal, right? So I almost I got so far away from your question. <laughs> Does that answer your question? No, I mean that that definitely covers it because I think that it's important for people to understand, um, like, like even if you are, it didn't it doesn't matter your goal. I think one of the things that we mentioned before this, and um, this isn't. Like, I don't know how, how you share information this way, but like, I would imagine that you don't put out blanket statements. And so this isn't a blanket statement, but in most cases, like most people want recomp. And so getting this conversation out there and sharing it, I think it helps people understand to just kind of what goes into just being aware of even what you're doing. Right. And I think it's been interesting too, because I actually, um, working with my nutrition coach, uh, just started like three weeks ago and like getting back into doing all of that stuff where it's mm -hmm. like, oh man, I feel like I was maybe cutting some corners there, you know, just oh, like sure, you just, you have that accountability and, um, it helps you, it helps you see that 90 day outcome. Right. 
And so that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before too and just knowing what to expect when you have uh, your daily efforts that line up to a 90-day outcome or even 180 days or 365. So when that, like, I would imagine that that took some time for you to understand, like, for not only you to see, but to be able to, like, in place in terms of coaching to develop that, like, to command that type of, like, consistency from clients, right? And, like, communicate that up front. Because... I don't know about your experience, but I would imagine that most people see results and they don't see as much of the work that goes into it. Absolutely. So I think that, uh, like I said, I just, I think it paints a good picture for people to understand what the value of consistency is before they can actually accomplish something that they might think is possible in 30 days, Mm -hmm. which in some cases it is. And I like the point that you brought up because it's like, what did you say about like the short term progress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like the, especially the fat loss is like the process, the yeah. the thought process that only slow is sustainable, right? Everyone should go slow, but the reality is some people like, okay, I have fifty pounds to lose, and you're telling me I should lose half a pound per week for the next, okay, hundred weeks. So I have two years of dieting in front of me, whereas like we know for this individual, the best thing. And again, this is a completely unrelated topic, but we know for this individual, like, the best thing we do for their health, if they're overweight, is, like, it's not like we're going to diet them too aggressively and break them. The best thing we can do is, like, get them to a lower body fat percentage and improve their health markers. So that's kind of, like, again, like, and it's so much of it depends on, like, the person's personality, like, hey, what can you realistically sustain? So there's, that's such a complex conversation also, but yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of what you're alluding to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone, like you have these like broad categories. So I'd be curious for you because I have, I actually have like 10 specific things that I like people to work on and really have, um, for me, it's the predictability aspect so that you can actually adjust it more than like getting things perfect, which obviously like perfection is an unrealistic expectation for anyone. But those are 10 basically ideals that I have in terms of developing consistency. So when you have someone going through like a priming phase, Mm -hmm. do you have sort of a, uh, I'll say the word checklist, but, um, yeah, I literally have a checklist. (laughs) It's an infographic. Um, yeah. So the reality is primer phase sounds, it sounds dope and it sounds like very sexy, but truly I think it's more just about basically teaching people that how to track accurately, make sure they have a good foundation of movement, etc. So, I mean, in a nutshell, one, we want to make sure, first and foremost, we do want to make sure that like, hey, if you did just come off of a super aggressive diet, that you were in a, you were back in a good place to like, and it also is dependent on the client's goal. So let's actually just, because we don't have to work through every single different scenario, let's just start with uh, fat loss specifically. Um, so like, okay, are you already super, super lean and you feel like shit and biofeedback is terrible? Okay, you're probably not in a good position to die further. And I mean, the reality is I think this is something that gets overplayed. Like, you need to take X amount of time at maintenance past the diet. Which you, it's just, it depends so much on the individual. Because again, I would say that it's, it straight up just depends. But like if it's someone that's super, super lean, and they're eating very low calories.
dietists are doing like a ton of cardio, it's very hard to, for them to maintain this. But like, hey, I just want to get, I want to get even leaner. Okay, it's probably not a good time for you to actually go into another diet yet. Or like, let's say someone that did a physique show, right? And okay, maybe you're even like three to six months out. But we know like physiologically, it takes up to six months for these different hormones to fully recover from that. And a lot of that does have to do with like the amount of fat you have on your body. So making sure that you're back, basically just making sure that you're fully recovered from your previous diet is a good thing. Now the thing you need to understand also is a lot of times what people think is like a, okay, this person's, again, like this person's 50 pounds overweight and they're dieting on 1200 calories and they just can't lose weight no matter what. When really is often like, okay, the primary actually showed us that no one's ever taught you how to track accurately. And what you thought was 1500 or 1200 calories is 2800 calories. And then there wasn't tracking on the weekends. So like a lot of times it's like, it's this cool way of phrasing. Basically we teach you how to track accurately, make sure you're moving consistently. So basically we could say like education on around how to, how to track macros, making sure that you have a good understanding of how to, of food selection. So we typically will tell our clients like 80 to 90% whole foods, 10 to 20% flexible is a good rule of thumb. But also the reality is like if we just give you macros and let's say your macros are entirely chocolate milk and protein shakes and you're on a relatively aggressive diet. Like I love chocolate milk. There's nothing wrong with it or protein shakes, but you're going to be hungry because those foods are going to digest so quickly and they're mostly liquid calories, right? Which I think is another massive piece of this, like teaching our clients how to stay as full as possible on whatever their current calorie intake is. So you know, focusing a lot on education around that, like I alluded to earlier, um, making sure your movement goal is consistent, making sure if they are training, that they understand these basic principles, again, like consistent range of motion on how to actually execute the movements. And honestly, this gives us some time to also make sure that like the movements that they're doing are a good fit for them. Um, and really past that point, like with the mindset, kind of educating people on the all or nothing mindset also. Because I think almost always there will be like a client that, okay, like yesterday, within the first couple of weeks, like yesterday I fucked up on my calories, right? Like I was 300 over. And actually taking people through, for me one of the most helpful things with clients is, because people will see that, and then like, oh, I also gained three pounds. So I did two weeks of work and I gained three pounds. So then actually, okay, let's go through the math. So let's say, Every other day this week, you've eaten at 1,500 calories. We know for you, that's like a 500 calorie per day deficit. So we know your maintenance is around 2,000. Your estimated maintenance. So I'm going to work you through the math of like what it would have taken you yesterday to gain three pounds. So we know like 3,500 calorie surplus equals approximately a pound of fat, right? So for you to gain a single pound, you would have had to eat 5,500 calories. To gain three pounds, you would have had to have eaten like uh, man, 12,500 yeah. calories yesterday. Nice Did math. you really yeah. do that? Like there's these eating challenges, like 10,000 calorie eating challenges on YouTube where these massive dudes are like failing on this all the time. And like teaching people, and the, oh no, actually I only went like 200 calories on my target, but actually I was still in a deficit. Yeah, so you actually like still lost fat this day. It was actually just a little bit less. So like we can identify this is just water weight, right? So the thing, like going forward, I want you to kind of work through this. So again, like educating people on that mindset of like, okay, like what I thought in the past, because for most people it's like that, like, well, fuck, I dieted for two weeks. I ate 200 extra calories one day and I gained three pounds. This shit just doesn't work for me. <laughs> right. right. So helping people understand that I think is a massive piece of it as well. 
but yeah, and in a nutshell, I would say that's what we focus on. Yeah, I, think, I mean, 100%, I think the education aspect of it. But I like how you said it there, too, because it wasn't just, it's not just education, like, here's what to do, X's and O's. Right. It's it's getting that thorough understanding. Right. Man, clearly we uncovered a lot of topics that we still have <laughs> shit to cover on. Um, but I think that was, like, a really good wealth of knowledge for anyone who wants to, like, who who is trying to understand what it takes to commit or to, to see those results and hang on to those results but i also think that it that you provided a really good <clears throat> message for people too to understand that like only slow results are ones you can sustain did i say that how you is that what you said like the phrase like you were saying that that's not the absolute truth right oh, yeah absolutely yeah. not. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um but like that it really comes down to your commitment and your clarity within it mm-hmm. one thing that i always say is clarity creates confidence and i think that, that really helps with that commitment so that Again, going to that like n- that scary ninety day goal that's not threatening, right? Right. So it's like enough to scare you, but not enough to like keep you from doing anything. Absolutely, dude. Awesome, man. Well, um, dude, one thing I I want to know about you is we were training in like complete silence out there. Now we were getting to know each other a little bit, about, <laughs> so this isn't like a judgment at all. But training playlists, you listen to music. What what do you, how do you usually jam during training? So I go back and. Um, a lot of times I actually don't like to listen to music because I feel like it's hard for me to focus as much on my training when I'm listening to something. But then I go through phases where I listen to music a lot. Like, have you seen the movie Django Unchained? Yeah. That's my favorite movie. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, straight up the last couple weeks, I've just been listening to that playlist, like, constantly. (laughs) Soundtrack constantly through... Every time I lift, it gets me hyped too. Yeah, great soundtrack, by the way. I I don't I'm not familiar. I know. I know. I love the movie though. It's great, great movie. Okay. It's long as hell. So like, great there's got to be a lot of songs on there. Uh, so anyone listening, I'd recommend that. I pass that man. It varies a lot. So past that, I'll mostly listen to hip hop and then just like your generic uh, Drake. I love ASAP Rocky. Um, only best music is like my favorite year of music is like from 2017 Um, straight up it's pretty much and then like i actually love taylor swift too uh (laughs) and then sometimes i'll get in a mood where there's like three country songs that i'll just listen to to over and over when i lift that's essentially but that's like few every like a sad lift or like (laughs) it's like a just drinking beers on the tailgate (laughs) i can't explain it dude but every every couple months i get in that mood as well but honestly i'm not much of a I, just, I typically try not to listen to music because I feel like the quality of my lift is, like, less. Like, it's distracting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely... It's funny, man, because the last time, especially when I was, like, training at home in my cold garage, <laughs> like, no music out there sometimes, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I can definitely... Uh, I definitely value training in the silence, too. So, um, cool, man. I want to make sure that people know where to find you because, obviously, you've shared a wealth of information with us. So Absolutely, man. So... First of all, thank you for having me, dude. Yeah. In my own home, this has been nice. Actually, <laughs> it's cool to it's cool to record out here. I wish that this very much in a couple of years I'm gonna have a spot where I can record with people. We're gonna have a warehouse that where we can record with people, with people like this. But this is like one of the first interviews I've done like this. But this is super fun. I really enjoy this. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called Living Lean. Um, 
our blogs. We drop a blog weekly, super informative, super in-depth. That is at bearfit.com, B-A-I-R-F-I-T. And then on Instagram, at Jeremiah Bear. And that's where you find me. Awesome, man. Thank you for coming on the show. And I agree, man. I think that, like, this... I think this is, like, when I first heard podcasts, it was, like, you go and you hang out, lift, like, you get to know the person a little bit more, and then you get to, like, have a a nice little chill podcast. That's the vision, dude. Like, everyone's just going to come through, we're going to lift together, and then, like, record. Yeah. Because I feel like, also, it's cool to have, it's cool to have a little bit of a pretty established relationship, because when you, like, hop on a, hop on, like, Oh, what's good, man? All right, cool. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so much more like you just don't have a feel for the person, and I feel things just don't flow as well. But when you actually have like talked for a bit, it just goes so much smoother, regardless. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. So um, awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, dude, looking forward to uh, having you on a couple more times so we can cover some more of that stuff we talked about. Likewise, dude. And hit the stop.